This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. As you have been hearing in the news, the NDP government moving ahead with its plans to move up the minimum wage to $15 by 2018. That despite a lot of organizations saying, do you understand what is happening with our economy right now? Now is not the time to be hitting this kind of a wage increase on, well, small businesses primarily. I want to have a discussion on minimum wage, but... I think part of the discussion with minimum wage you can't have without talking about tipping. And the reason I say that is because a large number of people who make minimum wage, they are in the food and service industry. And a lot of times the owners of those businesses, well, even with the liquor servers and the the food servers, in a lot of cases they make a dollar less than the minimum wage because the reasoning is, is they're going to make it up in tipping. And and I think maybe we could forget about even this minimum wage discussion if we dealt with the tipping issue. And I know I'm not going to be able to solve it in this hour, but I think we'll have a good conversation. And I want to bring in Dr. Michael von Mossau. He is an associate professor in the Department of Food, Agriculture and Resource Economics at the University of Guelph, joins us today. Hello, Dr. Van Massow. Good afternoon. And I'm looking forward to our chat today because you have researched tipping and the whole thinking behind tipping and whether or not it is something that we do willingly, we do out of guilt. So before we even start the conversation, do you consider yourself a good tipper? (laughs) I think that people who uh, who are in the industry... Uh, feel more guilt than others. So I do tend to probably tip higher than average. Although my window of tipping is probably a bit wider than most, I will uh, tip less if I get bad service. So this window of tipping, are you saying the window from a low tip to a high tip or 10 minutes after the meal or a half an hour after the meal? Uh, From a low tip to a high tip. What's interesting is the research suggests that we... We all feel like we should tip. Tipping is a social norm, and that that if we get bad service, we tip at the the bottom end of a narrow window, and if we get good service, we tip at the top end of a narrow window because we feel we should tip regardless. And so uh, there's really not a strong correlation between the quality of service we get and the size of tip we pay. What's the history behind tipping? Do you have any idea, Michael? Well, tipping started uh, in Britain, and uh, TIP stands for two tips stands for to ensure prompt service, hmm. and and it was originally paid at the beginning of the meal. <laughs> so you would slip the server some money just to get to to make sure that you got good service. It then evolved to being after the meal, and in fact, in many uh, European countries where where tipping started, it now doesn't exist anymore. Uh, they've they've moved away from it. And why is that? Well, I think for for a variety of reasons. I think, uh, as our research shows, it can create uh, some tension in the workplace. It can create some inequities in the workplace, particularly as we've seen, you know, food become a more important part of the restaurant experience. The the people in the kitchen get paid, as you said earlier, minimum wage, but the, the, the servers are making significantly more from tips. We see this gap, which can cause 
you know, tension in the workplace. Uh, we wanted to make sure everyone had the same experience, regardless of what kind of experience they had in the, uh, regardless of, of of what kind of tipper they are. When I said earlier that there's not a strong correlation between size of tip uh, and and quality of service, the research suggests that the reverse isn't true. That often we will have servers who will look at someone who walks into a restaurant, and this isn't all servers. And I don't, I'm not bashing servers by any by any stretch. I think they work hard and 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 deserve uh, deserve to be paid fairly. But they'll look at someone and say, "This person's going to be a good ter- tipper," uh, and so I'm going to uh, I'm going to give them good service. And this other person's maybe not such a good ter- tipper, and I'm not going to give them as good a service. And that can be gender, age, ethnicity, size of the group, all of those things. And as a restaurant owner, do I really want the quality of my customers' experience to be dependent on? my employees perception of how well they're going to tip them yeah. not how big my bill is going to be yeah. i know it is so crazy and and i know your focus is on the the food side of things but we can have a broader conversation and i probably will open it up to my listeners after my chat with you but just the whole idea of tipping you know that that gets really complicated as to why we tip hairdressers why do we tip housekeepers you know i mean so that's i i don't think your has your research gone that far are you focused we, we, we have service. done a little bit of work outside of the restaurant context, but our primary focus has been restaurants. But I mean, we have this. We 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 have this. I mean, I have this uh, uncertainty all the time. Do I tip the housekeeper at a at a at a at a hotel? Mm-hmm. And if we go south and are at a resort for a week. We often tip the housekeeper, but do I tip a housekeeper if I'm at an airport hotel, get in at 10 o'clock and leave at 6 o'clock in the morning? Should I be leaving a tip? We have this, we have this uncertainty and this sort of social pressure to tip, but we never know exactly when and how much and who. You know, we tip. If we went for breakfast uh, at a diner, we would tip. But if we go for breakfast at Tim Hortons, we're not inclined to tip. What, <laughs> I mean, th- th- this confusion, I think, makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And even going back to you say in Britain or some European countries, they've done away with tipping. Do you think they've done away with tipping in all areas of the hospitality industry? I think in many of these cultures, uh, Asia and in Europe, uh, tipping isn't expected in any of these service contexts. And I know I had a chance to visit Iceland last year and we were told over and over again, you know, whether in guidebooks or from other people, don't tip. And it was awkward for us to have, and especially we had great service. Like I was amazed we had great service, but a server said to us, well, you know what? We don't think you should tip us. We get a good wage and we provide you with a good service. What a crazy concept that is. And, and doesn't it make us uncomfortable? That, that's the remarkable thing is, is there's this social norm that we feel like we need to. And, and what ends up happening is if we have bad service, we, we still feel like we need to tip. We feel guilty if we don't. So our last experience in the restaurant reinforces that bad experience as we feel bad that we have to pay for something that wasn't good. And so it's really sort of, uh, it, it's sort of warped in, in if, if you step back and look at it rationally. 
Michael, last week I just had sort of a string of psychologists on different topics every day, it seems. Maybe I need a psychologist on this too, just because how, why is it that we feel we have to? Now, I wonder if it also has something to do, and I'm not getting into the psychology of this, but the fact that someone is serving us and, and maybe we're even uncomfortable with that idea that someone is serving us. So we have to reward them. We're, we're not in a culture where we have maids and butlers. So I wonder if it goes farther back there, our, our guilt. Well, I, I, I think it, it's become a social norm for a number of reasons. And, and, and in fact, I'm not a psychologist. I'm yeah. an economist. But, <laughs> but I've also sort of seen a little bit that that in some ways uh, the 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 whole tipping relationship is a power relationship too, right? It, you know, we often have young females in service roles, and you know, I I I can exert some power over you because I control how much money you make, yeah. and so 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 it's not just oh, someone is serving us and we're not used to it. We have a much more egalitarian culture in, in Canada. I think that there are some elements of, of sort of control and power that are there and, and, and may not be as positive. Okay, I'm going to get off the psychiatrist couch yeah. and let's get back to the <laughs> economics of this because I'm glad you said the whole idea of being paid fairly. And I wonder if that's at the root of all this, if everyone is paid fairly and that's a loose definition depending if you're running the the restaurant or not that you can say we don't want tips here well and 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 i think what's interesting is is and and i know that that you folks there in calgary have have some current experience with a no tipping restaurant the the whole point is our our conversation focuses on on the tip and that exchange and fundamentally the reason organizations are going this direction is to uh, address inequities in restaurants between how much people are making and and it is about treating everyone in in the business fairly and so it's not about oh well tip it well it can be about tipping is bad and and some of our research talks about some of the challenges in a restaurant but fundamentally i think the discussion needs to 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 be shifted to are we a paying people fairly and b are we distributing those wages yeah. fairly amongst all the staff in the, in the restaurant and one one thing that 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 we often uh underestimate for example one of the things that we saw here in Ontario when minimum wage went up overall uh is that in fact people who were making slightly above minimum wage were penalized uh, because the the minimum wage which servers are are paid at mm-hmm. because they make tips went up the restaurants margins were squeezed so the the difference between servers and people in the kitchen got even bigger because they couldn't afford to pay if they were slightly above minimum wage in the kitchen before uh they weren't slightly above anymore because it was costing more on the server side and and again not to begrudge servers the money but but our research indicates that sort of fifty uh, percent of servers are making at least an additional twenty percent twenty dollars an hour from tips an additional and, and so, did you say an additional twenty dollars an hour or an additional or, twenty dollars an hour from tips uh, from tips and so the, the the we have this myth of the minimum wage server that says okay well they're only getting paid this much but they're making an additional twenty dollars an hour and again you know that that might be reasonable it might be fair but but that 
that just rarely gets accounted for. I don't think I don't think most consumers realize how big a difference uh, tipping makes. And again, we're having a conversation about tipping. My guest this half hour is Dr. Michael von Massau. He is with the University of Guelph, and he has done some research into tipping. And I've got some callers on the line. Hang in there if you want, but definitely we will be opening this up to everyone at 3.30. And I'm tying this in with the minimum wage discussion as well because a lot of people make minimum wage, and they are servers. And as we look to the minimum wage going up to fifteen dollars by twenty eighteen, the question is, well, if the minimum wage is going up that high, do we still have to tip people? Michael, I want to go back to the idea though that the the cooks and the dishwashers they don't get the same as what the front front house staff would be making. And I, and you were mentioning sort of a resentment. We, we do see more restaurants, though, pooling their tips, but does that necessarily make it equal or fair? Um, we, we do see more restaurants pooling their tips, and it's, and it's, kind, of, uh, it's kind of a workaround that they've tried to come up with, and where it varies from restaurant to restaurant, but usually what happens is that servers pay a certain percentage of uh, the of their sales, yeah. regardless of, of how much tips they get, and that is split amongst people uh, who are not tipped. Mm. And and so depending on how much that is and the degree to and the number of people with whom that is split, um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the gap gets smaller, but it's still pretty significant. I don't even want to go down the road of the fact that a lot of those tips... CRA Canada Revenue Agency never really finds out about. Well, it, it, it's interesting to me, and and people in the restaurant industry always cringe when I talk about this. It's interesting to me, you know, there, it was in the news not long ago that Canada Revenue Agency went after uh, pharmacists for rebates that they were getting on generic drugs, and I think that the total number uh, uh, that they were finding was in the hundred million dollar range. There are an estimated $6 billion in tips paid in this country in a year. $6 billion? Uh, $6 billion. Okay. Uh, and and uh, a portion of it is... Uh, a portion of it is is reported, but but I would say less than fifty percent, and that's probably optimistic. What's interesting is this: the, 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 there's not a strong motivation for anyone except the CRA that 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 tax get paid on this, and and this is one of the challenges that comes with an increase in minimum wage and perhaps a move away from tipping. Is right now the restaurants are not withholding tax on those tips uh, that. It's just left up to the server yeah. to report them, yeah. but that also means they don't have to pay the payroll taxes that are on those tips, right? Yeah. So if I have to pay more, not only is the not only uh, is the withholding tax, which I take out of the employee's earnings, but I have Canada Pension Plan, I have uh, EI, and other things mm-hmm. that 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 get charged to me as a business. So in some cases, the restaurants are okay with the fact that that is separate because not only does, do their costs go up, uh, but but the taxes go up in association with that. And that, and that causes uh, restaurants who are a relatively low-margin business uh, some grief. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, we say given that minimum wages are going up 
should we should we be stopping tipping? I think that that increases in minimum wage may be the tipping point that more restaurants say we have to go in this direction just so that we can afford to stay in business. Did you mean to say tipping point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. Back to tipping, though, and tracking them, because now we are, we are such a cashless society that it, we put so much on electronics. So I, I think really you, you almost have to uh, claim those tips because they'll be tracked down somehow if, they, if, if CRA really wanted to. Well, it's interesting. In, in, in California, for example, uh, uh, restaurants are, rep- are required to report how much uh, each employee makes in tips. And mm-hmm. as you say, it's such a cashless society. 95% of, of restaurant transactions are now on credit card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in fact, it causes some restaurants a great deal of grief because uh, they, they have to have cash on hand to pay tips to their, oh. their, to their servers where... They're clearly getting the money quickly from the rest from the from the credit card companies, minus the two or two and a half mm-hmm. or three percent fee that that the credit card company charges them, and they are then paying them out out in cash. So there there are some cash management issues there as well. Yeah, oh, interesting conversation, Michael. Thanks for making some time with us today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and look forward to chatting again sometime. You bet. Dr. Michael Van Mossau. He is an associate professor in the Department of Food, Agriculture, Resource Economics at the University of... Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.